Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brace Football Podcast. My name is Kieran Rao, and today I'm once again joined by Alexi Poke. Hello, everyone. So once again, very happy to be here. Um, so we're slowly turning uh, towards the World Cup now. And uh, so, Kieran, why don't you talk us a little bit about how the Brace is going to go about it and what we're going to do for the World Cup? Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we're all very excited for the World Cup happening in Russia. And we have a great lineup of content ready for you. Starting this Thursday, which is one week away from the start of the World Cup, we're going to be releasing episodes uh, covering two groups at a time. So kind of grouping it A and B, C and D. And we're really going to go through um, the groups, the teams inside the groups, and how it is we expect it to play out during the World Cup. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, so expect to hear from us now uh, every two days, starting from today until the start of the World Cup. Uh, so as Kieran said, every two days, uh, two new groups. And then during the World Cup, we'll also obviously be very present. Uh, we'll give you our impressions and our thoughts uh, during, the, during the Cup itself. And what better place to start than Group A, with the host, Russia, really trying to make a mark on this competition. Alexei, how do you see this group kind of panning out over the group stage? Um, so just first of all, just by looking at this group, so we're talking today about Group A and Group B, and we have two very different groups. For me, Group A is, uh, I think, the weakest of the competition um, because we have Russia as like number one uh, seeded team just because they're the host. Uh, and and Russia is really weak. They're they haven't played any uh, competitive games over the last two years, except for the Confederation Cup, uh, which they hosted uh, last fall, and they did like very poorly in that uh, in the Confederation in the Confederation Cup. They only won against New Zealand, uh, which is saying a lot. And then they lost uh, all their other games. Um, so for me, I mean, obviously, like I think a lot of people, the the probably number one team in that group is Uruguay. Uh, they've got a great attacking power with Cavani, Suarez, and then at the back they've got players like uh, Jimenez, Godin, like very strong defenders with like lots of experience. But I think they'll have like no problem topping that group. And then it's going to be a real battle between Saudi Arabia and Egypt for the number two spots. And I think both those teams are really happy that they fell into the uh, Group A uh, because they have a really a really good fighting chance for that number two spot, which they probably wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, and the, the very interesting thing is that Saudi, Saudi Arabia and Egypt are facing each other in the last uh, game. So it could all uh, come down to this at the end. I personally put a little, uh, I put a chip on, uh, on Egypt uh, just because Salah is probably going to be back. He's going to miss the first game against Uruguay, uh, but he's probably going to uh, be able to face both Russia and Saudi Arabia. And so for that reason, I see them beating both of those teams and, and making it through. Um, so... Yeah, that's my take on this group. Yeah, from what you say, it kind of sounds like you're sort of writing off the host Russia. Um, do you think that any of the home support that they get during this tournament would kind of help them challenge Egypt or Saudi Arabia for that second spot? Um, I really don't see it happening, honestly. Because, uh, I mean, home support, they played the Confederation Cup again at home. That did nothing for them. Uh, then in March, they played against Brazil and France. Uh, France was at home for sure. It was in Russia. They lost 3-1. Uh, I think Brazil was at home too. They lost 3-0. But either way, those two scores, 3-0 and 3-1, that did not reflect uh, like the physiognomy of the game at all. Like They deserved a much bigger... Uh, or maybe they, maybe they didn't deserve a much bigger score, uh, but they showed very little during this game. They showed, they showed like, practically nothing. Um, so that's, I, I really don't see why the home support would do anything for them. 
Uh, and even like their friendlies uh, right before the World Cup, they've played two. Uh, they've lost to Austria. They drew, they drew against Turkey. So I I don't I don't see it happening for them. Hmm, that must be very sad news for the people of Russia, kind of watching their team pitter out in the group stage. But speaking about the other members of that group, um, you talked a little bit about Egypt. Um, obviously, during their qualifications, they did top their group, um, especially with that last-minute penalty from Mo Salah. Um, even though he is missing that first game against Uruguay, does that kind of work well for Egypt? Because you would kind of expect them, even with Mosala, to have a tough time against Uruguay. Um, so they could possibly focus more on the two other games with Russia and Saudi Arabia. So do you think that's a good progression through the group stage? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't say it's a good thing. They obviously would rather have Salah uh, all the way through. But yeah, I think if they had to choose one game not to have Salah, I would think it'd be Uruguay just because... Uh, not that they would, not that they're gonna give up on the game, obviously, but it's by far the strongest one, uh, and and they'd rather like rack up points where they most easily can, and that's against Russia and Saudi Arabia, or at least on paper. So, yeah, I think I think they'll they'll be very very happy to have Salah, especially against Saudi Arabia during that last game. Yeah, definitely. Just a reminder for our listeners: Saudi Arabia finished second of their group um, with Japan and Australia also in that kind of contention during the qualifications. And with Group A done, we now move on to Group B, um, which is very different from the first group we mentioned and talked about. Uh, group B, I think, is the second strongest group uh, in this World Cup. After I think I think the strongest group is obviously the Group D with Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. Uh, but Group B with Morocco, Iran, and Portugal and Spain is by far the, the second strongest, uh, in my opinion. Um, so. So, Kieran, do you think that Spain and Portugal are going to have a, an easy walk in the park uh, to get through the round of 16? Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Um, group B is an extremely strong group. Um, and the way I see it, it's going to be um, pretty difficult for many of the members in this group. I think Spain, um, you def that mouthwatering tie between Spain and Portugal definitely be on everyone's list. Um, and I think Spain might just kind of take that top position in this group. Um, I think that their depth and their quality on the pitch is ex something that they can really use to kind of take it to the next level and surpass all these teams. But unfortunately, I think that it might be difficult for Portugal to make that second spot. Um, it's kind of the, the dark horse in this group, I kind of think, is Morocco. Um, they did really well in their qualifications, coming first in their group with Ivory Coast as well. So I think that Portugal just might find it a bit difficult to sustain um, a good level of performance throughout the group. Oh, that's a pretty bold statement from you there. Um, I I agree f I agree with you for regarding uh, Spain. Uh, I think they're gonna have a pretty easy easy group. Um, or they like three games rather. Uh, the first game is Spain against Portugal, I think. So yeah, that could be a really good indicator. And if Spain does win uh, easily against Portugal, then you could be right. But honestly, I mean, we've seen this with Portugal before. They never expected, and well, best example, Euro 2016, they end up winning it without winning one game in the like they haven't won one game in the 90 minutes before the semi-final. Like. I'm sure you really enjoyed reading out that. Yeah, fact. thanks for reminding me. Uh, like literally, group, <laughs> uh, group stage, they 
drew all the games and because of the new rules they were able to like qualify even though they finished third and then they beat two teams on penalty and extra time in like round of 16 quarterfinal they only beat i think wales in the semi-finals uh and to then win against france again after extra time but this time i, I won't i don't think they'll have an easy uh a very easy like first three games i think they'll lose against spain uh, but I think they'll have enough to beat Iran and Morocco just because of their experience and because they have the number one weapon in the world right now, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Speaking of Ronaldo, um, like referring back to the Euros, I think that in that group stage, Ronaldo sort of drew this Portugal team out by his effort alone. Um, and kind of comparing that with how the end of his season went, um, especially in the Champions League because La Liga was kind of a lost cause anyway. Um he hasn't really reached the same heights. Um, and I feel like that sort of, that might continue into this World Cup. I don't think he'll ha- he'll hit the same run of form as he did in the Euros. And ultimately, Portugal will fall due for this. Well, so you're saying he hasn't had a very like strong season this year as compared to like other seasons? I think at the end of the season, he didn't finish the strongest. Um, I mean, not scoring against Liverpool. I mean, that is only one-off game, but it is a huge game, and him not scoring against uh, Loris Karras, who had a concussion, um, kind of speaks a lot. Um, I agree, and I don't agree with you. I, I, I think he hasn't had the strongest yeah, final and semi-final in, Champions, in the Champions League, which is surprising, but he's always, I mean, he's usually always there in the big games. Um, like he hasn't played, he hasn't played badly in the final and semifinals of the Champions League, um, and he's got in every other game of that Champions League season. So I, I do think he's had a really strong season. Uh, he was obviously still part of the starting eleven, which won the Champions League. So I, I think he's he's on a pretty good run, uh, and he's always there in the big games. He's if 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 there's one player in the world which is present in the big games, even no, even more than Leo Messi. Uh, it is Ronaldo. And so that's why I think that they'll go through. And he's also extremely good at carrying his team and doing extremely good when he's expected not to do good. Uh, yeah, Euro 16 is the best example of that. Or every time he saves Madrid uh, with a freaking hat trick, uh, whenever they're like losing 2-0. Mm-hmm. That happened, I think, like twice this season again. So just f- I, don't, I don't see them... I don't see Portugal going very far in the tournament. Um... I'm also saying that because I hope they won't go farther in the tournament this time. Uh, <laughs> but I I don't see them getting out before the run of 16 for sure. Hmm. Some interesting points there. Um, unfortunately, we haven't had much time to talk about Iran. Um, so, Alexi, what kind of opinions do you have on the fourth member of this group? Uh, so the reason I was saying I think Group B is the, strong, the second strongest in this uh, World Cup is that obviously Portugal and Spain are, I think, uh, well, extremely good. Uh, I agree with you about Morocco that uh, I think they weren't in that group. If they were in any other group, they probably would have made it to the round of 16. They would have been my, uh, my surprise team. And then, yeah, you're right, Iran, which also finished first of their group in front of Korea and Syria, uh, which is not saying a lot because the Asian qualifiers are obviously not the strongest, but they did top Korea, uh, which makes it to the World Cup uh, really, really regularly. Uh, they've also been pretty decent in their like pre pre World Cup friendlies. And that's why I think out of the out of the like fourth seed teams, uh, Iran is one of the one of the strongest, and that's 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 what make uh, this group. Uh, I think pretty strong, but I don't see them. I don't see them overtaking uh, either Spain or Portugal, unfortunately. 
And this concludes our discussion of Group B and therefore our first podcast uh, on this World Cup preparation. Um, so don't forget to tune in day after tomorrow where we'll be, we'll be talking about Group C and D. Uh, group D, which is, I think, the most interesting uh, group in this World Cup. Yeah, definitely make sure to check out our content. Um, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on wherever you listen to the Brace Football Podcast. Um, and we really appreciate you joining us on this journey for the World Cup, and hopefully we'll make many more memories together. So we'll see you this coming Saturday.